Awareness sucks until it doesn't. I should know. I've been a practicing licensed clinical social worker in New York for more than 30 years. We have been given enough awareness on how to expand to satisfy the two universal desires, being happy and being loved. Now what? Now it is time to live it. This podcast focuses on transcending awareness into practice through dialogue with curious guests. Hello, this is Yolanda Kumidu. Welcome to my podcast. What is the right way to live? You see, whenever uh, that is what Kevin, uh, my curious guest today, is bringing. And when he first brought that theme and question to me, whenever the minute I heard the right way to live, I said, oh, oh, what what is going to happen with this dialogue today? Because is there a right way to live? Yes. Is there a wrong way to live? Yes. But for whom? And what is it? So these are um, some of the questions and uh, um, thoughts that Kevin and I are dialoguing about today. Kevin, what a love it. <laughs> Hi, Kevin. Hi there. And the topic that he's bringing is what is the right way to live? Uh, Kevin is a New York State licensed mental health counselor and credentialed alcohol and substance abuse counselor and has worked in the substance abuse field since 81 as a street worker, counselor, program director, trainer and administrator blah blah more 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 <laughs> we can fill the whole time with your credentials kevin but he's also you also conduct uh sound baths using multiple gongs balls and other instruments to communities as part of your selfless service yes it is fantastic thank you so the floor is yours. Okay, uh, so you invited me to bring up a topic, and uh, one I've, I think we all struggle with, perhaps, but one I certainly have, have been the idea of choosing paths of right living. So if you think about almost every day, you have to make decisions about everything, about health, how to react in the world, uh, directions in your life in little and small uh, and big ways. But how do you make that choice in a way that's kind of the right way? And is that for you or for others and so forth? Um, and so I, I think not just again, I, but I think lots of people struggle with this idea of it. So just some examples, you think of health, you may go, well, this is the healthy thing. 
and actually I've been told, well, the healthiest thing is to eat certain ways. But then I say to myself, well, yeah, but it's not fun <laughs> as much. So, and do, uh, is that maybe optimally physically healthy, but then what about my emotional self in terms of maybe I want this kind of food once in a while. I know you don't overdo it, but then what's too much or too little? Oh, I don't know. Uh, how to react to things. Do I get involved or not involved? To what degree? We see suffering all around us every day. And to what degree do I get involved in that or not get involved? To what degree is that healthier to detach as opposed to attach? In my senses, we all kind of are asked to make these decisions, whether we're conscious of it or not. Uh, and I, I just don't know how we really come to that, either as a group or individually. Uh, so that's the kind of thing I wanted to explore. One other thought I had is, I think sometimes that's the attraction of certain groupings of people in terms of they follow a leader or a religion or certain lifestyles, because they kind of give them that guidance on here's the path, if you will. And for whatever reason, it resonates with them. Okay, uh, and, but does it work or not? And I, I looked at different philosophies and you know, their philosophies. Um, the one thing I love was the golden rule, because I, across philosophies, you hear this idea of do unto others as you would have them do unto you, for instance. Now, the thing is, I thought, well, that's a good one until I realized, well, I've worked with people, again, I worked in, with a lot of people who've been unfortunate circumstances in their lives, and they treat themselves horribly. <laughs> and they allow themselves to be treated horribly. So I hope they don't treat themselves, other people, the same way they get treated even. So even that rule doesn't seem to work all the time. <laughs> so that's a kind of the struggle I, I, I think I have, and perhaps many others. Yeah. So when you first brought the, the, the theme, even the question, what is the right way of living, um, my immediate reaction, uh, um, impulse reaction is, um, you see, right way in, 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 um, has, um, uh, it means that it's also a wrong way. Right, mm -hmm. so there are many aspects here of the right way of living. First of all, you also talked about who's making the decisions. How do you make the decisions? And from my um, from my background and my work, I pay a lot of attention who in me is act, which part of my personality is active at that moment mm -hmm. and who is making the decision. So, so one part is what part of our personality at that moment, at that event with that person mm -hmm. is making the, de the decision and are we aware of the opposite to balance it before making the decision? That's the psychological, so to speak. Okay. And then... If we enter the spiritual part of decision-making, every esoteric tradition, if you put them together, the five major religions, if you read the, beyond what, um, um, if, you, if you read the mystical part of all the religions, they all say the same thing so there are some 
divine laws that they say is right and it's wrong because of the natural consequences. So, for example, why, if you, if you um, e explore most religions, they um, encourage honesty. Why? Why do they encourage honesty? Why honesty is, is better than dishonesty? So the right way to live is be honest. Why? Because there are natural consequences. When you lie, <laughs> there are natural consequences. That's meaning one of the natural consequences, the truth. I don't know how. Somehow it finds its way sooner or later and it reveals itself. Okay. So I'm just using one example. Mm -hmm. So there are some divine laws that are mentioned in all esoteric traditions that are the same. So not harming others. Hmm? So and if we visit those, the, the, the history and the, and the background of each law, um, the, the, why not harm others? Okay, but not harm honor not harm others but then of course we look around the world and people who profess to believe the certain traditions and religions <laughs> they harm others beautiful so let's beautiful profess to live it's different than living so what you say <laughs> mm. what you believe and what you teach and you preach and you say with words is, is one state of being. And when it comes to action time, it's different. Because when it comes to action time, that's when what's natural in your personality takes the dominant role to make the decision. So when, and, uh, when let's say I just met you and I want to make good impression in you, mm -hmm. I know what the right thing to say, mm -hmm. how to, to, to impress you. So I will think and say, but then when it comes to actions, do I, do I, I walk the walk, <laughs> you see? So when it comes to action, the main part of the personality takes the priority. And if you are aware of that, you see, um, then and only then you have choice real choice. So let's say I am the kind of person that I think the right way to live is to accomplish and to create and to be productive and says who? The part of my personality that holds the belief and the value that goal-oriented and, product and, and, and um, uh, products, something to show off is the most important. But is the right part, is that the quote-unquote right part for you of your personality? Because people can be driven exactly the way you say it, and it may not even serve them, much less others. Now you're talking about, is the primary part of my personality coinciding with my essence? Okay. Okay? With my, what I was born with in this lifetime, my, my bare essence... Most of the time, most of the time, no. 
And that's a problem then, isn't it? <laughs> and why, why do you think I call this podcast Awareness Sucks? So you become aware of it. Now what? You see? So it takes actual... Um, uh, when you're aware, first of all, the art of refrain, of restrain yourself to go and act and decide what the way you decide all the time, which means you are already in a trance. Yeah. You are in a default position. Yeah. So it's restrain is so um, difficult, challenging, but it's the only way to wake up. Yeah, I always I say to other people, and I have to say it to myself sometimes is, do nothing, <laughs> do nothing. <laughs> Don't react, don't do nothing. And in that doing nothing, you know, for me anyway, if when I use restrain and I realize, oh, there goes Yolanda again, rushing to decide, and I say, okay, hold on, hold on. In that do nothing, I compare, or not always, of course, <laughs> I, I try to compare resolving, going and resolving, or not resolving and let someone someone else resolve. Mm -hmm. So that's the opposite. So in the do nothing, I kind of look both ways of the street, the, the two opposites. And then you see, talking about decision making and the right way to live is um, when you compare the opposites and you sit with that to do something about it, to do nothing about it, someone else will take care of it, for example, and then you make space for intuition to come in. Hmm. Because if you bring to your consciousness the opposite both, and you're not in a trance to do it the, the way you have been doing it always, it, you, you, you uh, offer yourself a pause, do nothing. All right, so what's your definition of intuition? Intuition is, um, I don't think I have a definition, but I have an experience. My experience, my personal experience of intuition, because if we have 10 people in this room, they will give 10 different definitions of intuition. Mm. My experience of intuition is that when I least expect it, a message comes up like a gut reaction message about anything, not only about something I'm, I'm, I want an answer. It can be something else. It can be a direction. It can be, um, don't go this way, go that way, don't do this, do the, the other. And it has one passing for me, meaning it comes, the message comes one time. And if I am, if my primary personality, which is very energetic, it's calm enough, and quiet enough for me, and still enough, I hear it. And over many, many, many times in my life that I did not listen, my intuition, I didn't follow it, and I didn't trust it, and I paid dearly for it, gradually I learned to hear this. It, it, it's almost like a, a message that I know it didn't come from my mind. And the mind very often camouflages as, as intuition, uh, you know, but yeah. it, it's not. But because I learn when you, f when if 
if those times that I'm able to translate the, the gut reaction, where it came from, that message, and I trust it and I follow it, mm. never have any regrets, and it always works. Mm. Even if it means inconvenience, impracticality, change of major things in life. Mm. You see, it takes courage. Yeah. It takes incredible courage to follow your intuition when it comes, when you least expected it, and you didn't push it. And it doesn't have a charge. It doesn't tell you, yeah, this is the way, this is the way. That is a personality that mm -hmm. has that charge. So the right way to live, going back to that, is really based on a series of decisions. <laughs> mm -hmm. Who makes the decisions? If you, are, if you wake up to that, and it doesn't come from the same place in you all the time, mm -hmm. You have choice. Well, I'm thinking about uh, Carl Jung used to talk about this, uh, the four ways of understanding. And how he talked about it was the thinking part of self, which is kind of like the intellectual. And sometimes it's a good way of figuring things out. You study things and look to how it's structured. And he says there's a sensing part of self. So I look at things or I, I, I just take in the world through my senses and I have an understanding based on that. Now, of course, the earth looks flat, so that sometimes is wrong. All these are not perfect. That's why he says bring in all four. And, and by the way, those are the two our current society, Western civilization, really likes. The other two is the feeling way of understanding, which is what does your heart, if you will, say to you? And the fourth one, he, he would say, was your intuitive self. And I like the definition of that is uh, knowing without thinking. Thinking is not involved yeah, in intuition. It's like yeah. that's besides the, mind, the point. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and actually, so, sorry for interrupting you. Actually, sometimes intuition doesn't make any sense, any logical absolutely. sense. But you know it's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And the idea is for... If you come to some point about decision-making, sometimes you should really hold counsel with those four parts of self to really say, well, what is what I intellectually want? What do I see? What do I feel? And, but the thing is, we are so programmed by culture, I think, not to pay attention to certain parts of those selves. It's hard to do that. So if I say, I, we're talking here about intuition, I wonder how many people go, yeah, intuition, yeah, sure, what does that mean? I don't trust my feelings, things like that. Because that's the culture, I think, especially Western culture now around that. Uh, yeah. 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 So so when we talk about right, what is the right way to live, um, what is it for you? I, I, to, I, what I've been stuck with, I find, is in the situation, I say, what is this right? But there's no big right. There's no North Star, if you will. The, the guiding star that says this, anything that leads in that direction will make me what I want to be, if you will. I, I would say, uh, you know, I mean, sometimes I'm in situations where I say, what would my higher self do? And you know, hopefully I can do that when I'm in this situation. And usually you and have then, an answer. And then you say, what? What did you say, higher self? No way. You know, what, what's interesting <laughs> is I, a lot of times I get an answer 
even though I don't know what it is until I get to that second. But that's the stop part of it, right? By the way, in addiction, we talk about sober, S-O-B-E-R. And, and, and if people have certain desires to use, what we ask them to do is S-O-B-E-R, which is stop, observe, breathe, let your body get involved, expand, which is the idea, here you are, you're not just in this moment, and then respond. And, 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 and thank you for saying that, because that's exactly um, identical to the process of what I was saying before. Yeah, that's why I brought it up. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To, to be, and just, we, we, come, we come to this lifetime, each of us, in, in a certain stage, in a certain phase, and hopefully, you know, the North Star, you said, yeah. there is a North Star. There is a North Star, and that's what I was saying before. I think if you look into the spiritual teachings, the mystical part of the teachings, they do present the North Star. That's why I think they're attractive to people, yeah. because they yes. say, oh, maybe the North Star's here. <laughs> maybe the North yeah. Star's, or, or they follow people. Yeah. And if, I think, uh, they read a lot, and they do all sorts of, looking for that darn North Star. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. But um, following people, as long as you don't lose your own intuitive heart yeah. and your sense, because if you follow a person, that person is also a human being with a primary self. Oh, yeah. With <laughs> so when you become blind, and sometimes um, it's useful to be blind, to be lifted, and then, but eventually, um, is, is utilizing, knowing, first of all, knowing that there's no clear right and wrong way in terms of ethics and morality, okay? No, sorry, there is very, very clearly right and wrong with ethics and morality. So, and with, and with spiritual, what gets in the way? The, the right way, quotation marks, of living has been stated in many, many places. For example, what I said before, honesty, not harming others, um, not being hypocritical, uh, not not uh, backbiting, not uh, you know. Uh, so, for example, right? But what gets in the way? How come we cannot follow it? And it's so clearly stated. Sometimes the competing goods. Uh, I think at times. Uh, so you may have this value and this value, because as you know, I teach ethics. And sometimes one of the most torturous things I do to people when I do ethics training is give them scenarios where there is no perfect answer. It's always like the best answer given. And sometimes it's just competing goods or competing less bads, if you will, and things. And then we got to make a decision based on what? Is it this or that? At a certain point, you have to make a weighing of values, I guess, uh, around certain kinds of things. And again, it's unique to the situation, though. And when you make a decision whether it's right or left, it's very helpful to walk through the possible consequences oh, yeah. of what is right. Absolutely. And once you make left, what is the consequences? Yeah. And because of what you said, very often it's not clear cut. So it's what is the 
how they say that the the best of the worst or the uh, yeah, yeah either yeah. the best of good choices or the worst uh, least best least bad of bad choices yes exactly yeah and that's we when we talk about making ethical decisions sometimes we talk about like consider the stakeholders and sometimes we don't think this is the immediate thing but other people factors parties are influenced by it and uh, walk it through play the tape if you will of each path to see where it might lead but I think the, the, the starting point here is to know, because a lot of us follow our beliefs and values without ever stopping to re-examine them, to even be aware that it's just our value, our belief, and there are other options. Yeah. And there are other ways that can actually work even better. So when you in a stupor of this is the way and that's the only way and become very strongly self-righteous, you you actually you cheat yourself of expanding and seeing other choices. Mm-hmm. That's the first step to wake up to what are your beliefs, where do they come from, are they still valid? I mean, most of our beliefs and values come from the culture, from the family, from school, from religion. We grew up, right? Conditioning. But that moment where we stop and re-examine them, are they, can they, do they still fit in uh, now as an adult? Is that the right way to live? Is that the, is that the right way to live <laughs> yeah. now? You see? So I think that's a question that one keeps asking I don't think it's an answer this is the right way to live and again what I said maybe the third time I'm saying it there is a right way to live according to you know the law of karma Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know you can never escape karma Mm -hmm. it comes and finds you and uh, there are consequences that sooner or later um, uh, 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 uh reach you <laughs> so is that saying therefore the right way to live is to keep on asking what is the right way to live that's exactly right expecting an answer Th- that's exactly what i'm trying to say which is stay in the process yeah and 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 uh, that is that sucks exactly <laughs> exactly that is the most unsatisfying answer <laughs> sorry audience <laughs> you thought we had answers here uh... <laughs> yeah yeah, because it, 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 and then different phases in our lives, we become different people, we expand. So maybe what was the right way to live five years ago, now it's not for me. It doesn't fit me. It doesn't, you see, it's, it's paying attention whenever we, re, we do something or something is done and it irritates us. That's a sign to stop mm. and ask and stay and ponder. Yeah, what, what's, why am I reacting exactly. this way? What is that yeah. barking chihuahua in my mind yeah. saying to me? To, pay it, to, to take that seriously and to honor that. Yeah. But of, especially in the Western culture, we move so fast. We, our schedule doesn't yeah, have know. space to stop. It just doesn't. Yep. So we just uh, do it the same way, getting the same results, getting the same pain and suffering over and over. Stop, observe, breathe, expand, relax. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Oh, boy. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Because you see, to, to say, 
The right way to live is A, B, C, D. That statement will create immediately for people that have different values from those statements, mm-hmm. immediate resistance, yeah. immediate rebellion. Yeah, I don't want to work out every day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, and, and uh, um, so, and I don't think, because it, it was given to us already the right way to live. We don't have to reinvent it. It's there. All you have to do is, is you know, search, do some searching, and it's there. The way that I work with people is really focusing on what gets in the way of following certain principles that are obviously going to work. So going back to honesty, why someone is dishonest? Because most probably they don't feel safe. Most probably they've been judged or someone will get angry at them. Mm -hmm. So you hide behind a lie. So feeling safe has a lot to do with honest and dishonest. Okay. All right. So I have a thought here also. Yeah. All right. Even if you're struggling with the idea of what's the right way to live, and maybe sometimes you can't figure it out, can you at least narrow it down by saying these other ways are the wrong way to live so that... I don't at least do that. But you know, Kevin, I think each person needs to write their own book of what is the wrong way of living for them. Okay, so we're back to the same place then. Exactly, exactly. Because, uh, so I love that, you know, what is the wrong way? And how do you know what is the wrong way? Hopefully, life taught you. Hopefully, pain taught you. You took your pain seriously <laughs> when you suffered mm-hmm. and you say, oh, I turned that way before. It doesn't work. Let me go somewhere else. Let me turn it. But often we have to go and hit the wall several times. Mm. Yeah, don't we learn? <laughs> we don't. We don't. It depends how strong those primary parts of the personality are there and we continue to be unaware of them. Mm. That's really what depends how fast you will realize hitting the same wall doesn't work anymore. You have mm. to, to go a different way. Uh, yeah. So instead of like hit, banging my head against the wall and blaming the wall for my headache, I got to realize at a certain point. But that's usually what happens. <laughs> yeah. You see, we blame the wall. Yeah. Or, or, you know, another image that I have um, is, uh, I don't remember where I read this in a beautiful book, that, you know, we... we we hug the tree and it's like we say, okay, you know, move away. And we expect the tree to move. Mm. Mm. We expect the tree to move. Yeah. You see? So this is um, uh, um, only, only, and again, this is my experience. Mm. It doesn't mean this is the way it is. But in my experience, only strong, painful <laughs> events and enough bruising help us understand (laughs) don't turn this way (laughs) i know when bad things happen to me sometimes i reframe it as what a wonderful learning opportunity i'm going through (laughs) (laughs) oh i'm so grateful for this exactly (laughs) yeah 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 and it can be and it can be yeah if 
you examine it, yeah. if you notice it. So what is the right way to live? Well, how are you living right now? And why for you, let's say, it's the wrong way? How come it's not the right way for you? Mm. And what do you think is the right way? And what gets in your way of going through what you think is the right way? Mm. So it's a process. It's, 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 really, it's not a question and answer. It's really a process. And if you don't have the part of personality that likes process... You don't do process. You want answers. Don't we all to a certain degree? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Immediate gravitation. Ab- tell me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. I have to think. <laughs> tell me to feel. Don't exactly. Have to go through it. I'm too busy. Comfortable, convenient, yeah. fast, easy. Yeah. And is yeah. that the right way to live? How's it working out for you? <laughs> <laughs> no, really. I mean, to me, sometimes that's, I sometimes ask patients this, and I sometimes ask myself this, and I don't mean to sound cynical, but when I hear a path that's not working, I go, how's that working out for you? And to be sincere about that, uh, because they're doing things that are self-destructive, or I'm doing things that aren't my best interest, maybe. And if I stop and go, how's this working out for me, honestly? It's... <laughs> So if you ask that question, it's very interesting listening to you, how you ask that question. When you first asked it as if you were asking someone else, if that moment that you said it right now, if you ask me that question, Mm -hmm. I felt judged. I will feel judged. You got to be sincere when you do it. That's right. No, no, listen, again, I work in addiction where patients are doing the most self-destructive things over and over and over again. And it, yeah, if you do it in a way that is not sincere, then that comes from your heart. Yeah, and by the way, I wouldn't say how's your life working out for you, but they're saying like you know I'm doing this thing, I'm doing that. And I go, and, and the thing is, you got to emanate that with sincerity and say, is that working out for you? That's different. Yeah, Beautiful. absolutely, absolutely yeah. different. Yeah, absolutely. So we go back again to who in you yeah. is asking that. Yeah, the felt caring self. Actually, I'm not going to do that when the curious felt caring self asks that question. Cause, especially because people very often feel defensive about those things, rightfully so, uh, around around that. Yeah. yeah. I don't get that phrase is something that's in the society has become kind of a, you know, a cynical little statement and that's it, yeah. unfortunately. But it's a good question to ask sometimes when we ask it the right way of ourselves and others. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the right way to live. I mean, actually, I will invite our listeners to send to send me in different suggestions of 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 what they think. What is the right way to live? Yeah, mm. Kevin. Yes, thank ma'am. you. You. This was the challenging and um, uh, quite um, profound question and when you ask profound questions you just very rarely get a straight answer well it reminds me of Rilke quote the famous Rilke quote sometimes you have to live into the answers exactly (laughs) thank you Kevin yeah You're in 
invite to experiment with the thoughts, the suggestions uh, that uh, were offered today in transcending your awareness about retirement um, into action. You are also invited to be our curious guest. Please email your comments, questions, suggestions for more themes to awarenessaxpodcast at gmail.com. That's all for today. Until next time, yahara.